This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This episode of Vet Candy is sponsored by Novavac Vaccines, reminding you to protect your pups and pair up. Vaccinate for both Bordetella and dog flu. Another episode of Vet Candy's podcast in other news. A podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts. I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber. Why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. You can also reach us at our email addresses. So if you have a message of love and positivity, you can find me at jen at myvetcandy.com. And as per the norm, if you really want to get real, send it to me at jason at myvetcandy.com. Okay, so our podcast topic today is Chatfield's differentials. In other news, we have a variety of difficult and perplexing topics, not unlike you would find in a difficult clinical case. That's right. Okay, so this is an episode where Dr. Jason and I are, we comb the interweb and we find interesting articles or just like topical stuff to talk about and we have not discussed them before now. So you're getting, you're getting the real deal right here, folks. Right, Jason? Raw and uncut. That's, that's, that's a little foreshadowing, roll. a little raw there. Raw and uncut. <laughs> That's how we roll here. Okay. All right. So out there in the candy verse. So I'm going to talk about this one first. Okay. Who is shocked that you're going to go first? Okay. Well, most people. All right. So nobody's shocked. Right. Okay. But, uh, you know, right now, like all the cool kids are using the phrase social distancing as often as they can, right? Uh, I use it at least 14.8 times a day. Does that, does that make me a cool kid or not? No, work harder. There's other criteria. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I should use it more often, but there's other stuff. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyhow, so yeah, I don't know if you saw this, Jason. There's an article that, let's see, it's in a British paper, The Sun. Most likely and, did not see it. Right. And it says, uh, but, it's, but it's talking about um, the FDA, right? The U- United States FDA is telling dogs that they should maintain or observe social distancing hold on who's telling who now or is that whom i don't know so the u.s usda fda somebody's telling dogs like there's a dog in a web situation or how does that work right yeah so the fda is telling dogs that that they should stay at least six feet apart from each other and from their owners is that this isn't the dark web right this is on the dog no, no, this web is the real web <laughs> that is the real web so So here's the thing. I think it's interesting because now, like, of course, we all know that what they are talking about is COVID-19, right? Right. Like, that's what they're talking about. That's what they're worried about. But for dogs, I don't think social distancing is new, right? Like, it's it's a little bit new for a lot of people right now, but I don't think social distancing for dogs is new. Do you? So they're really really asking people to social distance their dogs from other dogs. And 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 themselves, their owners. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, a, it's not new, of course. B, how does that work? Like, what? I, I know. <laughs> just like, get away from me and my dog, or you got like, a stiff leash, like instead of a, a little flexible leash, you got a pole. 
Like you're walking around your dog on a rabies pole or something like that? I mean, come on. That's crazy. Okay, okay but wait, but this is a little bit deja vu, right, for, for dogs, isn't it? I mean, you're going to have to describe deja vu, but okay, go ahead. Well, because we've already, like, I mean, I've been telling dog owners to observe. I get, I didn't use such a cool phrase as social distancing, but I've been telling people they should social distance their dogs, like, for Ever. years. Right, forever, right, yeah, because you don't know what the other dog has, right? It's how, it's well, how not, you not, not, act. Not only that, but that dog could have canine influenza. Or probably multiple other things. And they have teeth and they can bite. And you just don't want to get around strange dogs. Yeah. But, but if they have influenza, that's certainly something they can pass around. And that's, I guess that's the same concern with, um, with the coronavirus, right? Because dogs have gotten uh, contracted SARS coronavirus 2 from, from their owners. They haven't transmitted it to their owners, but they've contracted it from their owners, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we got to the final point. You're just trying to make another case for influenza. This is pretty much pretty much what you do. We all know that that's your favorite, uh, favorite disease, right? I mean, who doesn't live in admiration of influenza? It's an incredible pathogen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And now I just put it in the same level as COVID. Right there. But what I'm saying, like, because if you see, like, if you see a kid, like, let's say, because you have three little kids, right? So if you walk into a store and you hear that kid coughing, like you hear some kid coughing, which I guess is like in every little kid store, right? There's always some kid coughing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or wiping their nose on something. <laughs> something. Yeah. Then don't you kind of like maintain some distance from that kid? Well, first, I mean, let's be honest. First, what I do is I grab my youngest because he's going to run over there and like slobbered up with these people, right? That's what he does. <laughs> uh, the older two are okay, but the others, oh, look, someone's sick. Let me just go get over there. See what's happening, right? Yeah. Maybe but yeah, you don't. Hug. Uh, your point is, well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, hug makes everything better for that kid. Uh, so absolutely, uh, you don't go run over and, and say hi to those people. You kind of you kind of maintain that that social okay. distance without without even talking about it, right? That's just what you do. Right. So that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have a coughing dog, don't you think it stands to reason that a the the, the owner shouldn't have taken that dog to the dog park, right? And b I should keep my dog away from that dog. Sure. This is common sense. I, I would think most people do that anyways. Maybe not, but I would think that they would pay attention to that kind of stuff. You know, any kind of dog but owner doesn't don't. want their dog to get sick, you know, so. But they don't. And the thing is, like, for humans, you know, we're talking about social distancing right now with um, coronavirus because we don't have a vaccine. But for, for dogs, I mean, there are vaccines available for a lot of the pathogens mm-hmm. that cause respiratory illness in dogs, right? So let's just review for everyone in the Candyverse. Let's go over the mantra because we all know it. If you vaccinate your dog for Bordetella, then you should also vaccinate them for... I'm going to guess influenza. Yes. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I mean, okay, so now we've said it. Now the FDA has declared social distancing is now cool and hip for dogs. So... Yeah, and it's official. This comes from the official official word. It's a cool official. Pretty soon they're going to have them wear masks, right? I know. (laughs) I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a whole... In fact, maybe we should... Hold on. We should stop the presses and maybe we should start getting ahead of the curve here. Start marketing that situation. Yeah, I, I got to go. Love- I, I got to go see a guy about designing a dog mask. This is super important. Right. But, but you know what? But I do love that um, like, like a federal agency has to come out and tell you that, you know what? If that dog over there is coughing and, and snarfily and snuffily and got like stuff dripping out its nose and stuff, hey, don't let your dog go near it. Yeah. Don't go, don't go sniff it. Don't go lick it. Right. right. Don't lick it. Don't lick it. Anyway. Well. All right, so, so it's an interesting article that, um, you know, it's like, it's like captain of stating the obvious, but sometimes the obvious isn't so obvious to everybody. You know, for you and I, like in a lot of the candy bars, is what we do, but maybe not everybody pays attention to that kind of stuff. So it's, I guess it's, it is important to, to recognize that, uh, especially with all the new 
you know, increase in dog and, and pet ownership that, that you got to pay attention to these things just like you would treat a, um, a young person. Hey, mm-hmm. sick animal, don't go, just pay attention. Don't, don't take your dog over there. It's always better just to stay away. So for a multitude of reasons, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break because I have to mentally prepare myself and so do you guys out in the candy verse because next up will be Dr. Jason's most interesting topic for the last few weeks. So, yeah, plus uh, I have to go design a dog mask. He's got, and plus he's going to take a minute to design, <laughs> design a dog mask, which will be for sale soon on the Vet Candy website. So uh, anyway, so we'll see you guys on the other side of this break. Hang with us. Dog flu and Bordetella are both highly infectious respiratory diseases of dogs. Although it is easy for people to practice social distancing, it's not so easy for dogs to do the same. Especially at common gathering places, like boarding kennels, doggy daycares, in dog parks, or even meet and greets during neighborhood walks. Dogs don't care about social distancing. Because of this, infectious respiratory pathogens are easily spread. And it is important to remember that dogs that are at risk of Bordetella, commonly called kennel cough, are also at risk for dog flu, caused by influenza viruses. Protect your pups and pair up dog flu and Bordetella vaccination for best respiratory protection. Learn more about your dog's risk at dogflu.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. So, um, lesson number one from today's differentials, you need to keep your dog socially distant from other dogs, and you need to vaccinate them for uh, both Bordetella and influenza, among other things, people. Okay, so Jason, like, what, like, have you been reading anything besides? I don't, like, I don't read a lot. I get read to a lot. Let's be honest. I get read to a lot with the audiobooks. Sorry, I don't want to lie. People get really mad at me and say, I've read all these books. And I'm like, really? You read the book? Okay, fine. Someone read them to me like I'm a three year old. But hey, you got to do something in the car. Anyways, I digress. Uh, by the way, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. You know, if you haven't yeah. tried it, try it. It's great. All right. So, yeah. So this one I read, actually, because there's not a lot of uh, reading to me about this stuff. Yeah. But everyone that knows me, especially you, Jen, knows that yeah. there's a few diseases that I'm terrified of for no yeah. valid reason whatsoever, other okay. than it just either grosses me out or I don't want to get it or something. And there was, there was one of these and you're going to freak out. You probably already read it, but I'm going to let you know there was a trichinosis outbreak. In Argentina. In Argentina, you yeah, know. I think I that was what, you know me. I, I got my I got my feelers out for trichinosis all the time. Other people worry about. I wear and I don't know why. It's not like it's like rampant, you know, in the no. U.S. But but I got my feelers out, and so I got a call. I have some tripwires out there. I got a call saying there was a uh, trichinosis outbreak in Argentina. I know what? there was one in France. I guess a while back. Yeah. Um, 2015. I'm not really sure. Anyway, so my ears perked up, right? And my yeah. number one question is how does it affect me and can I get it? Is it coming right. this way? Is it coming so, this way? So Is there read. a wave of tricking right. like, it's, it's like it's spread by mosquitoes, right? Give me a break. It's so silly of me. I can't help it, right? Um, it's true though. Jason, I remember in vet school, you came home and you're like, oh my gosh, 
I don't yes. know why we're wasting time worrying about any other parasites. Babies, <laughs> give me a break. That's where my trick comes in. Like, eradicate trichinosis. <laughs> right. I did say, I did say it, it didn't make any sense. I'm, I'm, I'm right. well okay. aware of that. But for some reason, I just have a mental issue with that. We all have some of those. That's mine. Okay. Well, one of several, yeah. but that's, that's mine. So yeah, so trichinosis outbreak. And so I have to kind of re read about it and remind myself. You know, yeah. mainly from undercooked meat, mainly from pork, which I don't eat a ton of, but, you know, I cook it. So I burn the heck out of pork, you know, for the oh, next yeah. few months, right? A uh, good just, pork chop is a burn. It's pork. a burn. Well, it's safe anyway. I have no idea if it's good, but it's safe, right? Yeah. It's, so how did, how did the people in Argentina get the, the trichinella? Uh, you know, I don't actually remember. I read the trichinosis outbreak in Argentina and freaked out, but I'm sure that they, I'm sure they had a, okay, my guess is they had a party, Under- right? And there was some under, undercooked meat. That's pretty mm-hmm. much how it happens. Uh, and, and I have mm-hmm. to re- we read all the time. We don't have a lot of that problem in the U.S. We, we used to be 400 cases a year was the high, right? In the back in the oh, 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 400 cases a year. That, okay. I don't want to be one of those 400. Now it's down to 20 or something yeah. like that. So it's really, it, really rare. So don't freak it out. It is really, it would, it would be really odd to get a parasite such as that from eating U.S. commercial raised pork. Yeah, Even if it's it raw, be- right? Because of the way that they put a lot of places into it. They don't feed meat products to pork, I guess, or something like that. And, yeah, and that's I how mean, they don't e- even, it, yeah. even if it's raw, it would be unlikely. I mean, the parasite control is pretty significant and, and all that. However, you should always still cook it because you can get all kinds of other bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. so... So it's like a, I, I never understood the delicacy stuff for eating raw or undercooked anything. I'm not even a big sushi fan after parasitology. No, yeah. Um, You're totally lying right now to the candyverse. No. You're totally lying. About what? Sushi. What about it? You like it. I didn't say I don't eat it. I'm just not a oh. giant fan of it. I'll eat it. Oh. I, I, I got to fit okay. in, right? So if that's what the if that's the crowd's doing, you know me, I'm going to be, okay, I'll try it, whatever. I, I'm well aware <laughs> of what I'm doing. And ah, I usually yeah. have some kind of California roll where there's like rice and There's a lot of rice and seaweed. Not, not, not a lot of meat in there, right? You know, and right, then there's some right, other right. people trying sashimi or sashimi, whatever. Sashimi. Like You're not getting the sash- of, sashimi, huh? Slabs of undercooked meat. I, I, I'm not I knocking know. anybody, but come on, that's that's just dangerous. That's you know what, like like I say, like do they charge half price for that? Because they just had to cut it. They didn't have to cook it, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And they they do the opposite. They're great markers. They charge triple you know, yeah. for less work. I mean, so. it's like, like when Dr. Courtney talks about a case where he did a surgery and had to leave it open to heal. I'm like, well, did, yeah. did you charge half price? Cause you just <laughs> opened it. You didn't yeah, close it. Yeah. It's a, well, you're charging for Dr. Courtney smarts. Okay. So he was smart enough to leave it open. So actually you should charge, charge triple for that as well. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably true. But I did, uh, I do, I do think, I do think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and have a little bit of, of sharing here. I do think the reason I don't like this disease, this trichinosis stuff is the way it causes problems, right? So you eat the meat, right? Yeah. They hatch out and then the larva kind of migrate through your body. That just freaks me out. Right. And then that's yeah. what causes a lot of the problem. They find this like skeletal muscle or voluntary muscle, whatever. I'm not sure what it is. And they cause all these abdominal problems. I can just imagine how that feels, right? It's no good. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So every time I read about trichinosis, I bring it up. Hey, it's a problem because we don't keep talking about it. Those cases are going to creep up to 25. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to be one of those five extra ones and I don't want it. So <laughs> let's protect me. That's what I want to know. I want to protect me from, from getting trichinosis. And now we get back to the real point of it all, right? Yes. That, well, of course. It's all about me and how, the, how, how can this yeah. affect me and can That's it right. affect me? That's pretty much what I live my life by. Now, I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench into your, um, your thinking there. I don't want to uh, upset your entire worldview, but I'm going to say one word. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Are you ready out there in the Candyverse? Here it comes. Bacon. What about bacon? I mean, what are you doing I know it bacon? comes from pork. <laughs> oh, it's pork. <laughs> I got that. I mean, 
You gotta you gotta make sure that's cooked well, don't you? Crispy. Yeah. You get anything but crispy bacon. First, oh, I don't, I don't like get, I don't I, like bacon don't. a ton. I like it on a sandwich yeah. every once in a while, but yeah. but anyways, yeah. There's right. a lot of different kinds of pork cuts out there. Yeah, they all good, right? They all got to be burnt. They're all good. They all yeah. got to be burnt. Okay, so listen to this. All right. So you know what? These are articles, articles that come out in scientific magazines. I love to pull out certain ones of them that I think are just they just make me go, "Well, golly, gee, that's I've interesting." Never, I've never heard you say that, by the way. Just Candy Verse. I don't think she's ever. That's Showtime Jen right there. Golly gee. Yeah, that, oh, that, that's Showtime Jen. Okay. So look at. So here's this thing. So they did a study. So they were uh, looking at causes of canine aggression. Okay. Causes so, of canine causes aggression? Of canine aggression. Okay. And this ties into my, my earlier article when we were talking about like social dogs and social mm -hmm. distancing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, and you guys can't see, but I have my hands up doing air quotes. They, whoever they well, are, the yeah. ones that are always looking at stuff. I'm going to so, be honest. You only uh, have one hand up. You weren't even doing both hands. Yeah, <laughs> you are just okay. doing one hand. It's a Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday, Candyverse. So I'm only doing one hand of air quotes. Okay. Oh my gosh. So they looked at the underlying causes of canine aggression, right? They said this poorly resolved. Okay. So apparently recent research has linked diversity of the gut microbiome to behavioral and psychological regulation in other mammals. Say like that you, for, for someone like me. The bugs in your intestinal tract. The microbiome, Jason. Everyone's talking about the microbiome. I understand what that means. So the authors of this study, they looked at um, fecal microbiome samples that they collected from small population of, as they say, Pit bull type dogs, right? No, no stereotyping there, right? Not, not at all. No breed discrimination happening. Mm -hmm. But the dogs were actually seized from a dog fighting organization. So they analyzed what the makeup of the gut bacteria were. And they came to the conclusion that despite their limited sample size, their findings indicate that gut microorganisms are linked to dog aggression. Ah, that's and what I thought you were saying. Yeah, and point to an aggression-associated physiological state that interacts with the gut microbiome. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So what they're saying basically, and they actually say this in the last line, that the gut microbiome may be useful for diagnosing aggressive behaviors. Hold on. I, prior. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Prior. The manifestation of the aggressive behavior. Uh-huh. That's saying that you could come in with a dog, I can look at his poop and I can say, Oh, we're gonna have to get you a new dog if that one's gonna be too aggressive. <laughs> so I know that that's crazy, but listen, you know me, I'll take their side. So so what I'm saying is I okay, I can I can get with that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we all have gut microbiome, right? We all have that, right? And and yeah, so yeah. we also kind of have it where it's messed up a little bit. So maybe and what does that cause? Diarrhea it causes cramping, like almost like <laughs> trichinosis, right? Do you think they're angry? Yes. Maybe they're just uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe they just want to go beat up on their dog because their belly hurts. You ever thought uh, about that before you throw that under the bus? I mean, I can't say no. That's right. right you, can't. you can't. That's a novel way of thinking. You heard it first here on, on Vet Candy. That's right. It, well, um, but give them some what? Pepto. It's, calm them down. Give, give, I'm, oh, your dog wants to take your face off? Oh, give him a little Pepto. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Give him some omeprazole, right? Here you go. Coat that gut and be good. Oh. No, that oh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm just kidding. That is, that is a little crazy. They can go from, uh, yeah. from that study of, of naturally, well, okay. I don't want to be breed, you know, breed uh, stereotyping here, but, a na you know, aggressive dogs uh, mm -hmm. who are known to be aggressive and study mm -hmm. their microbiome. So, oh, yeah, if you have these, you're going to be aggressive. It's got to be more than that. They had to have done, you know, like a papillon 
or, or something like that and just compared it at all? So they had, let's see, I'm look, their sample population, they're in. Their sample population had 21 dogs that displayed conspecific aggressive behavior. So 21 dogs wanted to eat other dogs. And then they had 10 that did not. 10 what? 10, 10 dogs. Type dogs that, or what? They displayed no um, aggressive behavior towards other dogs. So do you know about dog fighting? How they do all that? A little bit mean? or not? So what they have with the dog when I know if they why dogs fight because no, I know so what they have with dog fighting. I'm just I'm just trying to wonder what they got. So what they have with dog fighting is because I just yeah. I come from an area that has a lot of it mm-hmm. is they have the fighting dogs and they have the horrible situation at the bait dogs. dogs. Yes. So maybe that was a non-specific dog. They just used those and said. I, I mean I I don't know, but it makes it kind of makes me wonder. So then I'm like, well, but if their conclusion is that that they can detect the likelihood of aggressive behavior by looking at the fecal microbiome before the manifestation of the behavior, how did they know that those 10 dogs weren't just like incubating aggressive behavior? Yeah. You know, anyway, the whole thing, the whole thing is interesting. And just so that everyone will be sure out there, it is peer reviewed. So are you buying it? It has to be true. Are you buying it? It sounds like you're not, not, you're not, not happy with the situation. I think this is one of those where you have to have more data. Yeah. Pause. Collect more data. Come back. Come back. Come back to me later. Yeah. It is. Wait, it, let's it, shake the magic eight ball again when it says yeah, I know ask it's, but again it, later. Know, it, it, let's say they could figure that out. That it's interesting, but it is a little scary. Like before you go buy a dog, check the poop. Right. That's just uh, before you get a dog, check the poop. Don't worry about genetics. Forget that. Just check the poop. But then, but then you have to worry about like um, nature versus nurture, right? Yeah, it's a whole discussion. Maybe I not mean... for this. Maybe not for this differential podcast. But uh, yeah. I know. And the other thing that's interesting too is that they allude in their abstract, and I'm sure in their listed references, they cite other investigations that have looked at the microbiome of humans that can be correlated to behavior. Yeah. So I think there are people that think the, you know, there's some people think genetics causes everything and you can mm-hmm. you, you sort of predispose to everything. And then there's some, you know, other group of people that think that the, uh, you know, the gut parasites cause everything in life. And so right. I'm sure it's a little bit of both. But that's an interesting, interesting paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't read it, so I can't comment too much on it. But if it is what you said, it is, right? That's crazy. Uh, that's um, interesting, right? Aggression based on the gut biome. Right. So now it's going to be like, oh, you think my dog is the one that bit you? Great. Here's his poop. We'll prove you wrong. Yeah, because I, I have the nice bacteria. I have the calming bacteria, the zen <laughs> bacteria. I have the zen-like bacteria. The Give me a break. Good me, my dog. That'll, right. hold up in, that'll hold up in court. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Okay. What else you got? Anything else entertaining in your world these days there, Dr. Jason? Lots of stuff's entertaining for sure in my world these days. I have another article. It could be really, I don't know if we have time. We have time for another quick one. I mean, I think so. So, so let's, let's recap. So we have social distancing dogs. Yes. Very important. And in va- fact, okay. And yeah, I got not a novel with. concept, but maybe novel to others. Maybe novel to others. Like if you didn't right. grow up with animals, right? Right. But also, you should, as most, especially if there's respiratory issues, right? So, so social distancing for respiratory and vaccinate for uh, what you can vaccinate for. And then we had beware the trick. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> In South yeah. America, right? They had the, the so cook your cook your pork and other yeah. meats and, and other meats and and don't and don't feed the pigs dog, dog meat. I guess right. So not only should you know your cuts of meat. You should cook your cuts. Of, of course, meat. right, absolutely. And if you're <laughs> okay. eating sushi or whatever, just know you're you're entering dangerous territory. You're living on the edge. Yeah. Dr. Then, Jason would advise against it. Right, and then the third one was feed your dog nicely so that he'll be nicer. Yeah, I guess. Oh I mean, man, you know me. I like marketing. That's a whole marketing campaign right there. I know. 
nice bacteria for your dog and then a dog mask to protect your dog and other dog man it's a whole yeah. you could you could do a combo so right not there. only you should the candyverse be prepared for dr jason's trademark coronavirus mm-hmm. or uh, respiratory preventive masks for social dogs the candyverse should also be prepared for dr jason's dog yes, food yes nice bacteria brand. no just straight up just straight up probiotic just straight up nice nice probiotic. dogs Nice zen, dogs go first. <laughs> zen probiotic for sure, man. Maybe that already exists. I bet that I bet that already exists somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out on the on yeah. the website we all go to, which, which I can't mention. That's right. I think I think we have a, a quick a quick time for one more one more. Okay. All right. Real quick, we don't we won't get too much discussion about it. It's it's along the same lines as yours in terms mm-hmm. of what you can actually find out there and what people are doing with their time. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody here, right? But it is funny. So everyone knows about chimpanzees, right? If you don't know. They're an interesting group of animals. They're very socially. Do you um, like chimpanzees, Jason? Do what? Do you in the land of great apes? What's your favorite? Uh, I don't really have a favorite, right? What's that, wrong with you? Everybody has a favorite. I have a least favorite. Want you ask me that? Least favorite might be chimpanzee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anything but the chimp, right? Not chimp babies. Okay, anything but a five-year-old or older chimp. Yeah. A five-year-old or younger chimp, fantastic. They're great, right? They're funny. They're not aggressive. They hit five or six or whatever. They go crazy. Anyways, that's not what I'm, I said. Quick, all right? Leave me alone here. So listen, so there's a study done. Wait, I mean, I, I'm not done about chimps, man. Okay, fine. We're not going to get to the paper. Go ahead. Let's talk about chimps. You, you know, a chimpanzee is the only animal that almost darted me back. Yes. Well, I mean, our uh, differential can go ahead and tell us that story because that's way more interesting than what I'm about to say. You almost got darted by a chimp, but they took your weapon and turned it on you or what happened there? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. So I was, I was, I was darting a chimp and I don't know why every time you go dart a chimp, right? Um, it seems like you, you feel like you're in a dungeon or something, but so you go, I'm darting this chimp and chimps are um, also known as ping pong balls. And I think I might be too, if I was in um, an area and somebody pointed something at me, I know I would be a ping pong ball. So anyway, so oh, I was going to bounce all over the, they don't sit still, they're bouncing all over That's the right. place. All right. Yes. Yeah. They are not calm. They need some calming microbiome. You can fix that for them real bacteria. quick. Yeah. Anyway, so he's bouncing all over the place. Anyway, and, uh, and I fired the dart and I had a couple of thoughts in quick succession. One is, man, that was good. It hit him right, uh, right in the bicep, like, like perfect wow, where good. his aiming beautiful. Like. You could have videoed that for like a how-to. It was perfect, right? And the next thing I know, the chimp pulled the dart out. Like I dart him in the left bicep. He took his right hand. He pulled the dart out, and then he flung it at me. Flung it. Like he threw it. Like one swift motion like this. Like I'm demonstrating, like, you know, like across his body and fling. And um, I felt it whiz past my face. Get out of here. Yeah. He did almost dart you. Yeah. If there was any residue left of the drug yeah. on that needle, you'd have been out along with the chimp. That yeah. would have been funny. That could have been on Chaffin's differentials. Look at this I article. Mean, Look at this goofy vet darted by a chimp. I mean, not not, not that the the drug. I mean, it was telazole, right? So those of you out there know it was it was a common anesthetic induction yep. agent, and so I doubt that the telazole would have had much effect on me because it had all injected. Because as I mentioned, that was a beautifully perfect uh-huh. dart. There's always something uh, up on the tip. I would have been more concerned about the injury to my face. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd just be, I, I agree. A dart stuck in your face and like, what if it hit my eye? I don't know. If it hit your eye, it would hurt. Yeah. And then, it, really and then you would absorb all of that tears right away. I'm telling you, yeah. that would make, and if that happens to you again, just go ahead and fake it, right? Go ahead and lay fake down. It. Yeah, because that's a cool article. No. Dart, you know, chimp anyway. darts vet, vet darts chimp. 
It was, Which it was came crazy. first? It was great. Like gorillas, that is, that is I dark gorillas. Gorillas don't like no problems and um, no no big deal. Orangutans when have to dart orangutans. I don't necessarily like that because they are interesting. But anyway, so chimps. All right, so get to the chimps. So chimp, real quick. Again, we don't have a ton of time, but listen, I just wanted to talk about. There was a paper that came out, yeah. uh, article that came out about two things: cultural diversity in mm-hmm. chimps in the wild. Cultural diversity I'm meaning sorry. what? Cultural diversity. Okay. okay. So there's okay. several different cultures of chimps. So basically several different groups of chimps were studied. They did ethogram, did all kinds of stuff, the best they could do to kind of figure out um, why they're different. And they determined there are cultural diversity within the different groups of chimps. Also, the transmission of one culture to the other is also an interesting study that chimps have. So from one, one generation to the other, one culture to another, they do a lot of interesting type things. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that gets into that. The two things I wanted to mention, because I just thought they were funny terms, which is why I'm bringing them up, is uh-huh. termite fishing. Termite yes. fishing. That's a, that's a thing. If you, don't know, if you don't know chimps or anything like that, it's a, it's a very commonly used phrase, but it's just it a is. funny phrase. Termite, termite fishing. This is, this is like when, on, on, when I'm watching TV and I'm watching a thing about, you know, one of those nature shows about chimps, and they take the little stick, the little reed or whatever, and they stick it in the termite right. nest. Right, and they exactly pull it out and it's covered with termites, yeah, right? Right, but they do it differently from one culture to the other. So the okay. article said that is cultural diversity because okay. of whatever. So whether you believe it or not, it's very interesting. And they started talking about they do it not necessarily because of the efficiency of it, but because because that's what the group is doing. So so if, if Tom lays on his they left side, they want to fit in, right? Aww. They want to all be the same and I want to fit in. They want to do the same thing as their peers are doing and that's how they do it so it's not unlike chopsticks they related it to chopsticks so there's a bunch huh. of different cultures that have different chops that can use chopsticks they, they all fish for termites right they do it in such a different way a minute nuanced different way that they found all these different ways lay on the left side lay on the right side look at the sky don't i mean i don't know i don't want to get into it a whole bunch of different details <laughs> but a couple things one i mean who studies this kind of stuff i find that very interesting i'd like to meet those people uh and mm-hmm. two they were a whole paper about about you know cultural diversity based on termite fishing and related it back to chopsticks and humans. Thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. But you know what I wonder too is that we observe all this behavior, right? Like we observe all kinds of behavior in animals oh, in the humans. wild. Oh yeah, that too. And then we we attempt because there has to be a reason for it, right? right? It has it to be a reason. Just be because yeah. you know they're laying on their left side to fish for termites because their right leg is sore because yesterday they fell halfway down the mountain. Right. I mean, like you know they can't. That can't be why, right? Yeah, they go into that and they say, because it's the one group always lays on the left side. Anyways, yeah, that's a very good point. But mm-hmm. we do this and, it, and it put a reason to it. We have to. That's what, mm-hmm. what we do as humans. But go ahead. I think it's, I think it's tricky to do that. I think it, because like, like, what if, like if you followed me around, like observing me all day long for weeks, right. there's some stuff that I would just do just because, like, you know, just think about all the things. Like, I don't want to follow you around, Jason, right? Like, because... Uh, like all the things is that, that is do. that because there's already too many people following me around you just don't want to be one of the crowd oh the i don't want to be a groupie I got but you, you know what i'm saying like all the things that what that a person does if you think about that during a day like just during a day is there necessarily a reason for all of it or is it just because i don't know just because well it's tricky with animals right with humans i could just yeah. say hey jim why are you doing that right what's wrong with you yeah, yeah i don't know you? use your left hand you say something but for the animals we just kind of make it up right and that's what I'm i don't mean like that in how, a bad way but it like is how certain until we get up. the universal translator right right yeah. to where the chimps can tell us why they're doing it that right. way right well i think I, this article was saying they didn't really have a reason why they were just noting mm-hmm. the differences and they yeah. didn't say he lays on his left side because 
They were just saying, this group always does this. This group always does. And by always, you know, 80% of the time or whatever. And then they showed it going from, from mother to son and whatever, whatever. And so they were just had a whole, it's a very interesting article. And you can, you can decide to believe it or not. I just thought it was interesting on two counts. One, yeah. fishing is a fun term. B, someone, you know, gets paid a lot of money to study these things on video and, and, in, and in the wild. So yeah, I um, think that's interesting. I think that's super interesting. So, so I guess this episode, this differential list, it did all kind of tie together, right? It tied together I mean, because they always do. Yeah. I mean, well, even, even when it's not on purpose. So let's do this, Jason. Let's do this. Candy verse. Listen up. If you are the, like, email me. What is the type of chimpanzee? What species of chimpanzee is considered to be closest to humans? If you're the, you know, email me that and we'll send you a yoga mat, right? That sounds that? great. Yoga mat, zen. I know. Relaxed, <laughs> relaxed, biome, aggression. Man, okay. That's right. Go all the way back to the top there. That's fantastic. That's right. And so that we can maintain everyone's zen status. I'm not going to limit it to one. Oh, wow. You're going we'll crazy have multiple, now. Multiple folks, multiple winners will send some swag. Okay? So, yeah. So, all you got to do is email me at jen at myvetcandy.com. Tell me what species of chimp is considered to be closest to humans, and we'll send you a yoga mat so you can maintain your zen. If you want to email me, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm, I'm basically going to steal your ideas. But if you want to email me a design <laughs> of a dog mask, I'll cut you in for 5%, okay? Email me at Jason and my. You can get 5%. I'm telling you it's going to blow up. Jason, right? this is not the You can worry thing. about getting free yoga mats, and that's really cool. But come on, 5% of a billion-dollar industry, no, I'm no. telling you what. That's right. Okay, so there it is, Candyverse, the challenge. Email us that information. We'll send you a yoga mat. You can maintain your zen. If you don't end up getting a yoga mat, well... That's okay. Just alter your diet, change your microbiome, and uh, change your dog's food, and neither one of you will be aggressive after that, right? 100%. And, yeah. It's all about the food. And what else did we learn? Oh, we learned not only do you have to know your cuts of meat, you have to cook your cuts of meat. Yes, of course. Always. Absolutely. Yes. We don't want to catch the trick. That's right. And vaccinate your dogs. Keep them socially distanced if there's any issue related to respiratory system. And embrace the many different ways that people go fishing for termites. Yes, I wonder how you're going to tie that into cultural diversity in chimpanzees, my friend. Yes. Uh, that's great. Listen, if you've ever watched the movies, you should be scared with this. It's just a, another couple steps. They're, they're right there taking over the world. That's right. That's right. They have they're made gonna, movies about that. You know what they're going to do? Right. They're going to start using bioterrorism with trichinosis because it's such an unheard of disease and people take no, it for granted. No, I'm no. here to stop that. You're here to stop it. Excellent. Excellent. All right, folks. Well, we thank you for joining us uh, once again for this episode. Email us um, some information. Get your yoga mat. Maintain your zen. And we'll see you on the next episode of In Other News. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.